Welcome. This is My Truth is a platform for honest, open conversations. The stories I share or that others share are often not spoken about or discussed, but once told, I believe they have the ability to shine a light on another perspective or a much needed conversation. These stories may make us laugh, some may make us cry, but together we will learn from one another and begin to heal. Because walls need to be torn down, masks need to come off, stories need to be heard in order for our truths to be told. This is my truth. Will you tell me yours? Hello, hello, podcast world. Welcome back to This Is My Truth. I am going to admit that I have sort of been avoiding recording this intro because this is the last episode of 2020. And it's been a year, hasn't it? Right? I think we can all agree that it has been a year. And you know, I think 2020, and obviously every year is unique to the individual, but 2020 is an odd one because there is this collective shared experience we're all going through with the global pandemic, but the way that each of us have reacted or our experiences within that are so unique. My favorite um, a quote line saying throughout this entire pandemic, and I use it a ton at work, is we're all in the same storm, but all of our lifeboats are vastly different. And I think that's so important to think about. Um, and so I wanted to take some time and reflect on 2020 before jumping into my conversation with Jordan Weaver, who is the last conversation that I have of 2020. And I, like I said, I've been doing a lot of reflecting on 2020 and about the podcast, about the year, about my life, and frankly, where to go. And the first episode of 2021, I'm going to share some of those insights and how things will pivot. Uh, if it's not the right word, how I'm going to be refocusing the podcast in 2021 and some changes, some big changes that are happening in, in my life. But for this conversation, I just want to focus on looking back and reflecting. And for me, 2020 was filled with really, really low lows and really, really high highs. And I suspect that's probably true for, for lots of people. There wasn't a lot of like, well, there were moments. There were moments of, of sort of like in that middle, just, just being content. Um, and, and I will say there were lots of moments of being present and those really, um, helped with the high highs because I think, when I reflect on some of those awesome moments, the moments that I was able to share with the girls while I was on um, leave, the moments, you know, few and far between, honestly, but the, the few moments that Greg and I had um, together 
with, with when we were able to get help for, for the girls where we could just take a walk or talk about our dreams or reflect. Um, it's, it's those moments that, you know, I think about and that stick out to me. And there's also the lows, right? There's the moments where I was in those downward spirals and I, my walls came up really high and I'm learning to work through that and it will be a constant evolving process. Um, but I think that whatever 2020 was for you, the question that I have been reflecting on and the question that I will ask you is, what is your truth of 2020? And for me, my truth for 2020 is I am enough. I am perfect just the way I am. And I am growing. And I will give a little bit more context to that. Um, but I would encourage you all to think about that question. What is your truth of 2020? And then journal about it and see what comes up. So my last conversation of the year is with Jordan Wavra. And she's someone who I met through a mutual um, coaching community that we're part of, um, the Mastery uh, Community with Heather Chauvin as the coach. And um, she's just this awesome awesome human. And Jordan and I talk a lot about her journey to self-discovery and how food ultimately sort of became a cornerstone for her. She is a, hold on one second, I want to make sure I get this right. She is a holistic nutritionist, energy healer, and pre- and postnatal fitness and nutrition specialist. She helps busy moms to nourish themselves holistically so they can feel better, increase their energy, and decrease their, their stress. Um, it, was, it was just such a fun conversation that Jordan and I talked a lot about um, my own journey with, with nutrition, um, especially my youngest, Quinn, um, had soy and milk protein allergies and what just what that experience was like for me and Jordan shares a lot about her own journey um with that and so with you can follow Jordan at Jordan Wayrat oh my goodness Jordan I am so excited to have this conversation with you thank you for being here tonight yes I'm excited too thank you for having me well, I like to kick our conversations off with the question, what is the truth that you would like to share today? So today, my truth is all about how our bodies have this incredible and innate ability to heal. And I discovered that personally when I finally found healing for myself after years of um, pain and discomfort. Tell me more about your journey. So when 
so when I was a when I was a kid, I was chronically sick. I was always on some form of antibiotics. I was um, constantly missing school. I mean, weeks at a time, every month. And finally, by about I believe it was the end of elementary school, somewhere in there. Um, they decided to take my tonsils out because at the time that's, that's what we knew would, would fix the, the problem. I was, ha I had chronic uh, tonsillitis, like, I mean, like once a month at least. Oh and knowing what I know now, I know that there's like root causes to that, but at the time that's we didn't know. And so the answer was to take your tonsils out. And so we did. And that, that helped with that. I wasn't getting strep throat all the time anymore, but my symptoms started manifesting in other areas. And throughout high school, I suffered through chronic stomach issues. Um, I would have stomach pains. I would have bouts of like severe pain where I would just kind of keel over and like felt like I couldn't stand up or walk. At times, they, I mean, one time they thought I had appendicitis and, you know, other times they didn't know what was wrong. And every time I went to the doctor, they would do like a little ultrasound or they do an x-ray or whatever they would do. And every time it was, everything's fine. Nothing is wrong. Um, she probably just has some gas and they would send me home with like a laxative. Um, and that was really as far as that got during those years. And it was just kind of something that I, I lived with. It was, I was incredibly active in high school. So I think that kind of helped, but as I like moved into like my twenties, more specifically like my later 20s because it was after I it was after I was out of college I it started getting worse and I was just so uncomfortable all the time like my stomach was always descended it was super hard and I didn't look unhealthy I you know I exercised all the time we lived in Alaska at the time so we were always outdoors we were always hiking and you know I ate pretty well or at least I thought I did um and I started going back and seeing doctors up there and was telling them, you know, this is something I've struggled with for a while. Here's the thing. It just feels worse now. I'm just really uncomfortable. Um, and I was starting to get really fatigued too. So this was new. I, there was one day where I was driving home from work. I was an elementary school teacher at the time. And I just wanted to fall asleep at the stoplight. I was that tired. And it wasn't like I wasn't getting sleep at night. I just was so tired. I didn't know why. And I was, you know, having like really weird mood swings. Like I just, it was kind of like a light, like a, you could like flip a switch and I just didn't know why. It was just, you know, it was one of those things where like you kind of lash out or you have like a moment and then afterwards you're like, okay, I have no idea where that came from. Yeah. And it was, you know, and that was there. just happening. Yeah. I think a lot of us have. But I was just like, on top of everything else, I was like, okay, like, I feel like I'm making this up because at this point, they, the gal that I was seeing at that time was like, let's do blood work. Let's do some lab work. And that was the first time anybody had suggested that. And I was like, okay, great. Like, we'll figure something out here. And everything came back fine. And I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. And this was the, um, and I believe she was a, a nurse practitioner. She wasn't actually the, a doctor, but she recommended, she was the first person to even talk about food and 
the only thing she recommended was wheat, not just gluten, but wheat. She's like, maybe try taking out wheat because this is a thing, like this started becoming more popular. Like the whole gluten thing was starting to become more popular. This was probably like six or seven years ago now. Um, but she's like, try taking out wheat, like not just gluten, but all wheat. And so I did that and it helped a little bit, um, but I was still really tired all the time and like still just didn't feel great. Um, and I kind of had like given up on the whole thing. I'd started, you know, watching documentaries on nutrition and health. And this is like what really started getting me into um, a holistic approach to health and to healing um, and to food in general was, was all these symptoms and never getting any answers and just always being so disappointed about it. Um, so I started doing my own, diving into things, switching things up with my diet, eliminating certain things. And I had been at this women's show and came across a chiropractor who practices um, alternatively. So he does a, a thing called holistic, or what is it called? Nutrition response testing. That's what it's called. And so he uses muscle reflex testing or applied kinesiology to... Um, to as a form of non-evasive uh, medicine to help see like what's reacting with your body in a negative way and like what your body really wants. And it was, um, and you can like YouTube videos on this, you can Google like more about what this is, but it's, it was super interesting. And he was doing these demonstrations at this women's show and he had like a sign that was like suffering from chronic fatigue, suffering from gut issues. And I was like, yeah, this is me. <laughs> sign, <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> So he was doing these free demonstrations and I, I, you know, I told him what was going on and how they do it is like you lay down like flat on a table and they have like all these different vials that have different com compounds in them. They might be food, they could be like parasites, they could be um, different allergens or any, just anything anything you can think of supplements things like that or nutrients and then they test you they lay it on your on your solar plexus kind of and then they muscle test you to see if you have a reaction to it and it's super interesting but within just a couple minutes he was able to tell me like this is wrong this is wrong this is wrong this is what needs to be fixed and it, you know more information than I'd gotten in years of doctor visits right so I was like okay well I'll book an appointment and I'll go in and like we can dive into this deeper and within six months of working with him I'd felt better than like literally I could ever have in my entire life like I said I was a sickly kid um it was just incredible I just felt so good I had so much energy all the time my like all my stomach issues were were like gone and it opened me up to this world of holistic healing and holistic nutrition and how uh, not necessarily everything that's good for you is good for your body, right? Every physical body is different, needs different nutrients, needs different things. And of course, there are certain compounds or foods that are not the best for everyone in general. But when it comes to like just your overall daily nutritious foods, just because it's healthy doesn't mean your body wants it. doesn't mean you're not reacting to it. And so I just had such an in-depth look at this whole other side of food and health in general. And it was just super empowering. And 
it just led me down this healing journey that felt incredible. And after, you know, after I got pregnant a few years, few years later and had my son and decided to stay home with him, you know, I was after a little like pokes and pushes from family to, to do something about like this passion that I have, um, I decided to start sharing this with others. And so I went back to school for holistic nutrition and really I'm just here inspiring other moms to, to do the same, nourish themselves so that they can feel this good. They can have energy and feel vibrant and have less stress and, and not only that for themselves, but then pass it on to their kiddos. Because one of the things that I love about learning all of this and going through this journey as, you know, uncomfortable and maddening as it was at times is like, I have all of this to share with my kids now so that they can take this and they can nourish themselves on their journey. So. I love that. First of all, thank you for sharing. Um, there's so much I want to unpack. So one, um, what really resonated with what you said was this notion, right. Of like, so often I think we try to put each other in boxes and this notion of like food that is good for you. What I love what you said was like, but it might not be good for your body or it might not be what your body needs. And this, the, again, this notion, I think, in our society of like an easy button or like one size fits all, that's so not the case. Um, and I love that. And so like, just thank you for, for underscoring that. Cause I think it's, I think about it a lot from like an education standpoint or like from like a corporate standpoint, but like thinking about it from a nutrition standpoint, it's so true, but I never really thought about it that way. Um, I'm curious, like what was coming up for me when you were telling me a bit of your journey um, is, you know, what was it like for you in getting, you know, going to and from doctor's appointments and like, you know, always just hearing everything is fine. And I'm sort of asking selfishly because I, <laughs> I'm just curious, like I, I was always a really tall, thin child and still am. And a lot of things um, have like been blamed on my weight or like doctors have, have said like, oh, well, it's just because you're underweight. Um, and like as much as, I, as I've tried to, to like eat and gain weight. I just said that it's not, it's harder for me. Um, mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, like I used to hate going to doctor's appointments because I would always like dread it. Um, and if they would like blame something on my weight or, you know, just tell me everything was fine, even though I knew something was wrong. I'm curious like what that experience was like for you. It was, when I was younger, it was super disheartening and it was almost like you almost like felt, I don't even know what word to use, but like, I don't want to say, I don't like to use this word, stupid. I don't like to use that word, but as a young, as a teenager, that's kind of how I felt because I would go in and I'm young and I would tell them these things and be like, well, everything's fine. Nothing's wrong. And they just kind of, they look at you, they give you like this look and it's the way they say it. And you just, you feel dumb. Like, I'm like, well, 
okay, I guess nothing is wrong. Maybe I am just making this up, you know? And so when I was, when I was in high school, I didn't go unless I had, unless I was having one of those episodes where I was like keeling over and I couldn't walk. And that was like when my parents would take me because they didn't know if something more serious was going on. Um, So those were like really the only times that I went until I got older. Cause when I was younger, I was like, I just didn't like the way I felt when I left. And, um, and then when I got older and I was like a little more like confident in my words, I guess you could say (laughs) I was a little more blunt and wasn't afraid to be. And then the gal I was with was working with, um, at the time, cause I only saw one, I just went back to the same doctor as I, when I was older and, you know, she had a gentler approach. She didn't like talk to me like I was stupid. She believed that I didn't feel good. And she admitted that she just didn't know what else she could do for me. And so at that feeling was completely different. It was still very frustrating and disappointing, but I didn't leave feeling disempowered. I like that word better, disempowered. Mm-hmm. I, like <laughs> I was looking too. for. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of how I trans, you know, the feelings kind of changed as I got older was just going from like, not feeling like, not feeling very smart about the situation or, you know, feeling very disempowered about it. Like I didn't know what I was talking about to being like, okay, well, I do know what I'm talking about. There is something going on. Just nobody knows the answer. So I'm going to have to figure it out for myself. Those were kind of the emotions that I went through. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I actually, I really resonate with like, you know, feeling disempowered. I think that's a good way of phrasing it. And even as you were talking about sort of your journey, I could actually see sort of your face. Like as you started talking about like taking control and like doing your own research and then finding that doctor. Um, uh, and then like, you know, creating that path for, for other women, like your face, like it just has a, well, obviously people are not going to be able to see this since it's a podcast, but <laughs> let me tell you audience, Jordan's face explode. Um, and you can, you can just see that. And I think that that's such a gift to your point, to be able to give to yourself, to your family and to others. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's all I want is to just be able to like share this with others and maybe help them too. maybe give them some answers that they've never had before, you know, to, to facilitate that healing process. I'm curious when you went through your own journey of sort of like holistic um, nutrition, holistic health, what, what did that look like for you? Were there any sort of ahas or like, oh shit moments for you? Um, there were a ton of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. I did not grow up in a holistic like setting at all. You know, it was very, I grew up in Iowa. So, you know, like casseroles and meat and potatoes and corn on the cob and, um, pop tarts was like a staple of mine for breakfast and and like I haven't thought about all the like I like hostess cupcakes were like my snack after school I mean like do they still make those I think so 
I don't eat them, but I think they still make them. I just like no idea. And so my, you know, my diet throughout, like when I, before I started going into some of this was not like the best. I don't think it was super unhealthy, but I also, the standard American view of, and I know that not everybody listening is from America, but I think this kind of resonates with a lot of countries is that, um, what we think is healthy isn't actually healthy because there's so many sneaky things in our, in our, in our foods. And there's so many things that are marketed as healthy, but they're not actually healthy. So these were things I hadn't dive like or dove into yet. Um, and so when I first started, before I found this holistic practitioner, this chiropractor, I started with documentaries. I just like got really into them. And I always tell people, I'm going to say this because documentaries you should always take with a grain of salt because there's going to be some that like preach this. There's going to be some that preach that, and they're both going to have studies and things to back it up. So take them with a grain of salt and, you know, always do what works best for you. But I started with one called food matters, which I recommend to everybody is super eye opening. And there were so many like, Oh shit moments the entire time I was watching that to the point where I was getting up and throwing things away as I was watching it. I was like, I am never eating this again, throwing it away, never eating this again, throw it away. And it, it like led me to, um, to have like this grocery shopping excursion with, um, he was my boyfriend at the time. Now he's my husband, but we went to the grocery store and we bought like all these things that we didn't even know what they were. Like we bought leeks and bok choy and like all these like green things and (laughs) a bunch of vegetables. Not that like neither of us ate, we both ate vegetables, but it wasn't to like a huge extent. So we bought all these things that we were going to eat. And then like half of it went bad because we didn't know what to do with it and we didn't know how to eat it. So I don't recommend going this route, but this is like how eye opening it was to me at first. I was like, and I'm, um, very open-minded about things. I love hearing different points of view. I love hearing different. And so it doesn't, I'm not one of those people that's going to watch, that watches a documentary and they're like, nah, that's bull. I'm never like, my parents ate this way and they're doing just fine. Or I've ate this way my whole life and I'm doing just fine. I'm not going to change anything. I don't care. You know, I'm not one of those people. I'm all like, wow, give me the information. That's so interesting. I want to try it and see how I feel afterwards. And so I get kind of crazy about it sometimes. I mean, I'm now that I'm like infused into it, it's not like that. But um, and then when I started seeing this chiropractor, every time I would go, he would give me a handout. He would type up these newsletters that had different information about like dairy, soy, um, like toxins in your everyday products. Um, I mean, just like sugar, everything. And I would just sit there reading through it like, oh, oh my gosh, this is insane. I don't know how, like, we aren't taught about this, how most people, more people don't know about this and how people don't know how this is affecting our health. One of, I mean, sugar was a big one for me because you just don't, we just don't realize how much sugar is in, is in everything. And one of the first things that um, I learned about sugar was how they, they write it in grams, you know, on our label, because we don't, we like measure in teaspoons and stuff like that when we bake, not in grams most of the time. 
Um, and so they, or at least here in America, and so they, when they put it like that, we look at it and we don't know how much that is. And so it's, they'll put, so like four grams of sugar is equal to one teaspoon of sugar. So four grams is one teaspoon. And so when you start like being able to convert like the grams to the teaspoons, you're like, oh, wow, that's actually a lot of sugar because the grams you're like, oh, that doesn't, I don't know how much that is. It doesn't sound like a lot, but when you convert it to teaspoons, you're like, holy crap. So I remember that being a huge one for me. And I went on like this huge sugar detox and it was super hard and it, you know, and then I ended up like falling off of it. And so, you know, I went through like these bouts of like, um, all or nothing and which is a good thing because now I'm able to support my clients in that way. Right. Cause we have a tendency to want to do all or nothing. And from personal experience, I like know the motions and I know the feelings and I know like how hard it can be to stick with it when you do that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then even now, so, you know, that's just like my journey through healing. And then even now, like going back to school, going into holistic nutrition and then diving into where our food comes from and conventional meat and what it looks like from the source and what's allowed in our milk and how we're promoting it as, you know, a daily staple, but what's really in it and just what's really in our cereals and just everything, all of it, just mind blowing. Um, And I could probably talk for hours on all the things, but yes, definitely a lot of oh shit moments and I can't believe I you know used to eat this way and consume these things and so what's coming up for me is like I have probably in my time like like dipped my toes in water like uh, like I've like dipped my toes in and like I like realize how bad things are and then I'm just like oh my god this is so overwhelming so I like retreat back and like in particular, so my, my youngest, um, we found out when she was, I think she was, she wasn't even four weeks old actually, that she had a, um, both a milk protein and soy, um, that at that age, they don't call it an allergy and I'm blanking on what they call it. Um, but for lack of a better word. And the fact that my brain is tired right now and allergy. Yeah. It's sensitivity. Um, and so I had to cut out all, um, dairy and soy out of my diet since I was breastfeeding her. And I remember like the dairy was not a big deal. I mean, like I love, I love some cheese. I love cheese. Um, but I was like, that to me wasn't the big deal. But what I did not realize is that soy is literally in everything, literally everything. Um, And I'll never forget this. Like I would go grocery shopping. This is obviously like pre-pandemic. And I would be there for hours because I would be reading the labels. And Mm -hmm. I was, I would, there was one trip that I just started falling in the middle of our Mariano's, which is like the equivalent of a, I don't know, like a jewel or whatever, um, like mm-hmm. a standard grocery store. And mm-hmm. 
because I was like, there was nothing in my cart because I couldn't eat anything. And I came home and my husband was like, what took so long? And I was like, all I can eat is lettuce. And so I say this because like, I'm so curious, what do you say to the woman who's like so curious, but it feels so overwhelming? Mm -hmm. I guess like, because that's how I feel. Right. And like, and I, I, want to, I so resonate with like what you're saying is like, what does your body need? Um, because I remember this is like a, a tangent, but I remember I don't eat a lot of red meat. In fact, I eat very little red meat. Um, mm -hmm. but when my husband and I went on our honeymoon, we went to South Africa and I don't know what it was, but I was like craving meat. Like I probably had it was this 18 day trip. I probably had more amount, like more meat on that trip in 18 days. And I have like, I don't know, in like 10 years of my life. And so I remember him saying, he's like, what is going on? I was like, I don't, maybe I have an iron deficiency. Like, I was like, I'm just like, this is what, like, I just need this. And mm -hmm. I this. So it's like, I'm saying this because like, there's twofold. Like one, I can so resonate with like, sort of this idea of like listening to your body and giving it what it needs and recognizing that in doing so, sometimes it can feel really overwhelming when you want to do the right thing, but like, then you're like, I, I can't eat anything. So I'm, I'm curious what you would say to that. This whole, like scenario just makes me so sad I'm gonna be like completely honest like it almost brings tears to my eyes because this is like this is exactly why we have the health problems that we have and why we have these you know obesity is like a number two killer in our country and because we aren't teaching people how to eat and like what to look for and everything is boxed and processed and we sh we throw all these ingredients in there and then people start learning the side effects of these things and how maybe some most likely a lot of their health issues is linked to what's in their food and they so they start deciding to make this change and then they can't because it's like because we're just not taught like what to eat and what to look for and we get to the store and we realize that everything has all these things in it and there's nothing left because that's all we've ate. That's, you know, we haven't ate any other way and we haven't lived off of a whole foods based diet. So it's like when that package isn't an option, we just, we don't know what to do. And it like makes me so sad because this is where so many people are. And, and when I work with my clients one-on-one, -on -one, how I address this is walking them. I like literally walk them through this process and we do it in like baby steps and I always say to try and like in your case you were really only focusing on one or two things but you noticed how it had everything in it mm -hmm. right and so I how I help because there isn't there isn't really any way around like if you if you decide to cut out one thing like soy it's going to be in a lot of things right and I, I can't change that but what I can do is I can give you recommendations on things that I know don't have it so if you were to, like, if someone comes to me and they're like, okay, Jordan, I went to the store. I tried to cut this out. It was in everything. I don't know what to do. I'll be like, okay, 
take a deep breath. Here are some things that don't have it that you can have. What are, you know, what are you trying to make? What do you normally grab that has soy in it? What, what does that look like in your, in your family's kitchen? And I help them work around that. I help them find another way to, to make this dish or to make this meal, but using a different ingredient, maybe using a different brand that doesn't have the soy or doesn't have the dairy. And the beautiful thing about um, where we're at now is that we do have an abundance of healthier options. We do have all these brands now that are leaving out the crap ingredients and um, really just like making more things available for people who can't have these major allergens like eggs, dairy, soy, yeast, gluten. Um, and so I'm really, I really just help them take baby steps on it and then incorporate other things how do I say this? Incorporate other things to replace what they're taking out so that when they go to the store, they don't have to, they don't come back feeling empty handed like you did. Um, and it's just, it's so, I mean, there's so many different like pieces that I do to it. Um, you know, sometimes I'll walk them through or I'll do like a, a virtual grocery shop with them and, um, you know, help them navigate that process because sometimes just navigating the store and finding that healthier option is enough to bring tears to their eyes in itself. They're not even reading the labels. They're just trying to find the food and it's like hidden because health food has this tiny little section and the rest is, is garbage. And, um, and then the other thing I say is focus on the perimeter of the store. So if all else fails, if you go in and just the thought of reading a label or looking at a box makes you super overwhelmed, Go to the outside of the store and just fill your cart with vegetables and fruits and some, you know, high quality meat, maybe some seafood if you like seafood, um, whole grains, um, the dairy, like all those things are going to be on the outside of the store, right? And usually there's not a lot of labels to read there. Sometimes within the dairy section, you have to, you know, kind of look at your yogurt label if you do yogurt. Or, you know, you might have to kind of look and see what's going on over there. But most of the time, it's pretty straightforward. You can just grab put it in your cart. And if you fill your cart mostly with those things, it makes the middle aisles less intimidating because you've already got things going on in there. Right. And so you're like, okay, I've got a good amount of stuff in here. And then, you know, maybe you just focus on like the, you know, getting some like whole grain oats for like oatmeal, or maybe you just focus on grabbing some nut butters or some nuts and some seeds. So another way that I approach it is in that way, just like helping them focus on grabbing whole foods and just not even thinking about the boxed foods right now. Not even thinking about what has a label. I don't know if that Love answered that. your question. But. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, honestly, I still use, so she eventually tested out of her allergy. Um, but there's still a lot of like, um, products that we still buy. Um, and also I will never forget the day that I found in Whole Foods, there's, a, I think it's called Simply Best, but these little like chocolate covered cookie dough balls that are like tap eight allergen free. Mm -hmm. They're so good. They like totally made my life. Um, when I felt like I could not eat anything and it was like the treat that I gave myself and it was totally fine for her and for me. Um, I love that because I, I think, I think it can be personally, it, it felt so overwhelming and it felt, 
you know, like people were like, just follow, um, this diet. And I was like, well, I can't because that, oh, they were like, just, just, they're like, just eat vegan. And I was like, actually tofu has soy in it. Like tofu with soy, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> literally made of soybeans, right? So it was like, I was getting all of this advice from people who were very well-intended, but it just, it didn't work. And so eventually I, I actually sort of adopted a lot of like the whole 30 meals um, mm-hmm. and made them like my own um, in some ways. And yeah. that felt less daunting. <laughs> yeah. And that's, it kind of goes to along the same lines of like we were saying, you know, no body, no like physical body is the same. And all of these diets, like Whole30 and Paleo and all these, they just like group everybody into one category. But the thing is, is not every body can eat like every, there is no one diet for every person. There is no like, yes. Yeah. And I always say this, like it's what makes your body feel good, what works with your body. And so like for me, when I had my delayed food allergy testing done, I, it came back that like eggs and milk and flaxseed and oh, a few others, um, corn and a couple like dates were all food, uh, major delayed food allergens for me. And so uh, then it's like, okay, we'll do the vegan route. Cause there's not going to be any dairy or eggs in it. Well, a lot of vegan products are made with flaxseed and dates. Mm-hmm. you know so it was like I couldn't just go one way or the other and I I can relate to that overwhelm because I felt the same way I feel like you know even though there are like healthier bread options or healthier tortilla options or whatever it might be I would go and read the label and there'd be like millet or flaxseed in there I'm like well I can't have that even though it's healthy and so uh, I was like that was a huge learning experience for me too because it was like, sometimes you just have to pull, pull from an idea like whole 30 or something like that. And like you said, make it your own and make it work for your body. And a lot of times that does include like making your own things. Um, you know, so I like found my own bread recipe that was super easy and that I could make, could whip it. It took a while to bake, but I could just whip it up in a couple minutes or, um, you know, I found my own tortilla recipe. It was like three ingredients. It was super easy. You made them like pancakes. And, you know, so I, you know, I got creative and I found, you know, ways that I could still have these things and I, but I just had to do it at home. So it was a little less convenient, but after I got over like the frustration and just let myself sit with it and was asked myself, okay, so how can I find a solution to this? Well, I could make my own. <laughs> I can substitute, you know, cause I can't substitute the ingredients when it's already made at the store, but I can substitute it at home when I make it. And so, you know, it's just, again, you got to do what works for your individual body. I love that. I think that's the perfect place to end. Jordan, thank <laughs> you. How can people continue to follow you on your journey? Uh, they can tune into my podcast, the Jordan Waver podcast, and I hop on and share tips and little stories like this all the time and solutions to little things like this. Or they can follow me on social media on Instagram at Jordan Wavra or on Facebook at Jordan Wavra. And if they want to look into like more about my services and how I could potentially support them on their healing journey, uh, jordanwavra.com 
Awesome, Jordan. Thank you so much for this conversation. I learned a lot and I feel like I learned, like I wish I had you while I was going through my experience with Quinn. I wish I could have been there for you. <laughs> I really do. But thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. If something in the conversation resonated with you, please, please share it with a friend that you think needs to hear this conversation. Feel free to tag me on social media. Let me know how you're listening, where you're listening, and what resonated. Tag me at This Is My Truth Podcast, or feel free to shoot me a DM. And because we're a new podcast and this shit matters, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review. Tell me how you truly feel. This entire podcast is about vulnerability and authenticity. So let me know how you really feel and give me some feedback. I really appreciate it.